Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to Tuck Rule Takes. I am Mike Sullivan. With me, as always, is Liam McDade. Uh, Liam, how you doing over there? How's it going? Oh, I am living. A little bit sunburned, but that's fine. It's going to turn into a crisp bronzing. Oh, a little bit sunburned, but my friend, you look very good right now. Very good. Backwards. Thank I got you. the sun's tank out, top on because it is summer. I was just going to say sun's out, guns out. Still Both tech rule take guys have the guns out today. Um, we're going to come out guns firing today. Uh, we have a couple oh. guests today. Uh, we have Danny Woodhead on the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good old Danny Goodhead. I don't know why. For some reason, I wanted to do that stupid. I let, that stupid you voice. honestly, you got a good radio voice there. I was going <laughs> to I was going to let you go on your spiel and then comment. I dig the radio. I was I was going to laugh too much. I couldn't. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Tuck Rule Takes. This is your preeminent Patriots podcast brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Uh, as always, Liam McDade here with Mike Sullivan. Uh, Liam McDade representing the Northeast. Mike Sullivan representing the asshole of the United In States, which is corner. Florida. <laughs> um, DJ Sully at WLWA. DJ MC Sully, as he's known on the streets in Orlando. Um, so we are going to have a, uh, this episode 41, by the way, I noticed last week, um, last week was episode 40. I don't think that's like a milestone, but any round number I feel like is. Yeah. There's no even really Patriots players that were number 40 that we could point to and celebrate. So I I don't, yeah, I don't know. There is a 41 Uh, though. Our boy, the man, the myth, the legend won us a game. Oh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. Um, Come on. Shit, Miles uh, fucking Miles Bryant. Bryant. Miles Bryant. Ah, damn it. Ah. In this corner, number forty-one, hailing out of who the hell knows. Number forty-one, Miles <laughs> Bryant. Everybody who will most likely Round not be on the team. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so we are going to uh, kind of break down like the rookies because rookies have reported today. Um, as we speak, it is what July 19th rookies are in Foxborough today, uh, vets report next week. So that's when everything kind of really starts the off season. All so, hell breaks loose. Um, we have kind of, you know, what we think the ceiling, what we think the floor is for all these guys. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, Liam, um, I don't know if you've paid attention to it, but the, the Madden ratings for all the players have come out in every, in all that stuff. And every year you get all these players get all up in arms about their Madden ratings and all that stuff. Two part question here. One, do you give a shit what these people are like? I, I feel like it's wildly overrated. And I think that a lot of players now care because it is that age where like they're all yeah. playing Madden. So they care more. But it always seems to be this thing where it's like. I can't believe I'm not 93. You got me at 85 or whatever it is. It just always seems to be a thing. Do you care? I guess is my, my question. I don't know. I mean, I guess like sort of, it would be my answer. Cause you know, I, I peruse YouTube frequently like most people and every once in a while, there'll be the athlete reaction videos reacting to their Madden ratings. And I'll click on it just to see like mostly what the Madden ratings are. Cause I play what they are and to see their reaction. But in the end, like, I don't know, it's just the generation that's in the NFL now. Like if I was in the NFL, you know, I'm 25, if I was this age and I was in the NFL, they came to me and were like, do you want to guess your Madden rating? I'd want to know. I'd play Madden. I'd want to play as myself in Madden. I'm conceited. And I'd probably think I'm like a 99. And then when they tell me I'm a 74, I would be quite disappointed. (laughs) If I'm not 69 or 99, I'm going to be disappointed. So it's like there's no winning. I'm sure every player feels like there's a stud 
that they're a stud, like they should have the highest rating possible. So no matter what, they're going to be disappointed, but it is fun to see like, uh, do you listen to Bussin' with the boys at all? Like Taylor Lewis podcast? Of course I do. Yes, sir. Did, did yes, you see sir. last year they dropped his Madden rate? I think this was last year. They dropped his Madden rating on him and he was horrified. He I was heard like it. I, I heard him talking about because he, he was talking about it on another podcast who he was doing. He was like, yeah, then they dropped yeah. my Madden rating. I don't know what the hell that's about. It, yeah, he, was, he, he wasn't was even the best offensive lineman on the team. So like stuff like that, it's entertaining, but like it does. I forget about it like the second I click a new video and I already forget about it. So it's marginal yeah. amount of entertainment. I'd care if I was in the league, but I don't know. It's it's, you know. Yeah, people people tend to care a lot. Um, but even though we we somewhat don't care, I do have the Patriots numbers for you in case you want to know what they're receiving. I am curious. Um, so the highest rated one is Devontae Parker. He's 82. Um, Kendrick Bourne, 81, Nelson Aguilar, your boy, 81, Jacoby oh, okay. Myers is 80. I like that. That was kind of surprising. I thought he'd be in the seventies. I like that one. Uh, Ty Montgomery is 72. You could have told me he was 61 and I would have been like, okay, like, I think I don't... 68 would have been my guess, but yeah, 61. Like I believe it. He, he doesn't do yeah. a whole lot anymore. I don't know. Uh, Taekwon Thornton, uh, 69. Ha <laughs> nice. That's a win. nice. Uh, he's actually the second fastest rookie too, um, in the draft class. Like, I think he's like oh, a 95, shit. I think, um, whatever, what's the name? Lil, Lil something Humphrey. What's his name? Little. Oh my Lil, God. Um, ah, shit. Shit. So um, good too. That's he hilarious. is, he is 66. Um, and then Trey Nixon is 64. Uh, so Patriots wide receivers kind of where everybody thought they would be. Yeah, you. So what's Devontae's again? 83? 82. 82. 82. So you scared me when our leading receiver is eighty two. I'm like, oh my god. Then I start thinking like Kendrick Bourne's a seventy eight. You know, Jacoby yep. Myers is seventy six. Yeah, they're all in the eighties. So that was honestly as good as it could have went. When you're like, he's an eighty one. He's an eighty. He's all our top receivers are in the eighties. That's fine with me. I was afraid that they were going to dip into the you know them basically madden calling them trash but they're Just all like disrespect them. guys yeah yeah like the, the the madden ratings guy is a huge dickhead he always has been it, it, it's i feel like he does it like he gets off by it. he's like oh yeah I'm oh yeah piss this well guy now now that this. it's a big deal yeah like back in the day like when they gave devin hester 100 overall speed like then they were accurate no. now i feel like yeah. he's just playing around with he's like i'm gonna make aaron donald a 95 because fuck him and you're like, why oh, not whatever. right he missed that one yeah. tackle just watch him flip out yep exactly this dude stupid. clearly knows something that we don't to make these stupid. madden ratings Stupid. Uh, Hunter Henry is 84, too. He's the highest rated uh, Patriots. You have John Um, I will in a second. Hold on. Because um, I'm curious if they bounced him from the 80s after. Uh, a uh, in, in the meantime, I will here. filibuster. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is brought to you by um, the 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 dark side of the force, because that is where our head coach, <laughs> Bill Belichick, ranks. Um, he comes from that side, Death Star, all that fun stuff. Um, he I is always a thought Sith the uh, do you ever hear that conspiracy theory that the the dark the Sith are basically the good guys and that the Republic are the bad guys? So I was actually talking about that. It's one of those things where it's like you depending on what side of the story, like what what point of view you hear it from. The Sith are kind of the good guys because, like, listen, the Jedi yeah. are the ones who keep fucking up their plans. Like, the Sith just want, you know, they, they just want to do the, their thing. The one guy they want to have, you know, everything, everything the in order. Kidnap children at a young age and force them to believe this ideology. It's a little cultish. And it, I was always a, a Darth Maul's 
Darth Maul and General Grievous were my two favorites growing up. So oh, I always, always sided with. I hated General Grievous. I don't know why. You hated General Grievous. Oh he just annoyed God. the shit out of me. He's a oh, bad and then his sixteen arms. I love the way he like, talked. I love the way he talked. He he had that smoker's cough. Like he just ripped a couple packs. It's like. Uh, uh, uh. That part was always weird to me. Why did this machine have a, have a smoker's cough? <laughs> All of a sudden, he clearly he was a big Sigs inside guy while clearly. he was alive, and that is just another reason. As I grew up and matured, I was like, I love Grievous any even more. He's big Sigs inside guy. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, but if I did, I would only rip them inside. So I'm like, I can relate with this guy. Well, I guess that makes sense. That I, I will say the Sith, though, they're the only because the Jedi don't know how to use the force. If you watch the Star Wars movies, they use yeah. like they they use it for like stupid shit, like opening yeah. doors and stuff like like I actually just watched all the episode one through nine with the wife. Uh, the last like few weeks the she new watched ones? It for the first time, all of them. Episode one, two, three, we the watched them in release suck. order. So the new ones are actually my favorite one. The Force Awakens, my favorite Star Wars movie. Love that movie. But we, we both came to the general agreement that the Jedi don't know how to use the force. They use no. it. They are the worst. At it. They, they use it like they could use it to do so many things. And they just they just don't. underwhelming. They just don't. Uh, speaking they of underwhelming, the, they're Nikhil Harry of the force. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, yeah, maybe they kind of are. Um, John New Smith, what would you guess he is for? Um, 78. 79. Ooh, I should be the Madden ratings guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I figure they'd bounce him down a little low. He should still be in the 80s, though. Yeah. His, They'll uh, see it this year. It'll bump into the 80s midseason, no doubt. It'll be, it'll be like 82 or something like that. I think he's, yeah. he's labeled as a vertical threat archetype and has a default running style. So I don't know what. I mean, maybe he'll be used as a vertical threat if the Patriots yeah. decide to, if to they do decide that. to do so. With with the offense, but yeah, Hunter Henry is uh, eighty four. He's ninth out of all the tight ends. Um, whatever, just just a just a talking point there because I really just don't something. give a shit. It's just funny that everybody, like you got like Adam Schefter out there tweeting these things, and I'm yeah. like, this it is really take it's a slow, bananas. slow, long, brutal, arduous off season. It it really is, but we are finally getting back into it. Uh, like I said, the rookies report today. Uh, everyone else, veterans, all of them report next week. So um, I think we should get into it. And Liam, I think the floor will be yours to start. The first rookie we're going with, Cole Strange, number one pick um, out of Chattanooga. Um, wild, wild pick. Great pick. Everybody loved the pick. I think. I think that's the general. General thought. huge uh, resounding there wasn't a person who hated it in the in the group university yeah, no. of tennessee at chattanooga yeah that's a, a prestigious school prestigious so prestigious however you want to say it so first pick cole strange liam floor ceiling what do you got for mr cole strange so my floor for him and this might be the widest of the bunch floor out of the league after his contract, like flat out, like he could <laughs> completely eat shit just because this is oh, the no. first time I can think of where people actually paid attention to an offensive line men being picked. Like mm-hmm. people actually cared mm-hmm. the, our first pick out of a very, very low ranking, you know, talent pool when it comes to this school, it's like him and Terrell Owens and that's about it. And it's like, uh, so with him, I think the hype could be real, but, between the coaches and the fan base where they're like, this dude isn't performing in two years. He could be out. 
but his ceiling is fucking Logan Mankins, Matt Light, like the next great Patriots lineman that hangs around for years and years and years. And then Bill eventually trades him to the Buccaneers for a fifth. Yeah, uh, Belichick trades him to the Bucks in five years for Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. gonna be cold straight his way. Yep, that's the ceiling. Is, that's a pretty damn good ceiling to me. Like, I I think he could be a stud, multiple time Pro Bowler. Yeah, lock. Actually, I don't even know. Yeah, Pro Pro Bowler probably depending on the success of the Patriots. It's tough. It, it's yeah. It's I I feel like it's tough to be a Pro Bowler as an offensive lineman because you gotta. Yeah. I mean, you basically have the big names, and if you're not on like a big team that you know puts up these crazy passing or even running stats like it's tough yeah. to get there or um, like joe thomas when he was on the browns when he was like a 13 time pro bowler and the browns yeah. were just dog shit never missed the a game best player yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was the he, only good player on the team only which is pathetic but like most important position so more power to him but yeah no that True. that's my, my ceiling for him i truly think he could and i lean toward him being a stud, like everything screams, this guy's a baller and bill mm-hmm. knows more than everyone else. So I'm going to trust him. I think this guy's a big baller. He's my next Matt. He is the Matt light at the end of the tunnel for me. What see a what play on words. Holy. Did I see what you did there? I love wordplay on ponderous metal metaphors. Yep. That was good. That was, was just good. off I the like cuff. Wasn't even in the notes. I like that. <laughs> just freestyle in there. That was, was free, good. free ball in it. Um, so Cole strange, my, my four for him is going to be Trent Brown, but Trent Brown before he comes back from the Raiders. So Trent Brown, where he has a couple good years, gets sent oh, off okay. and then just, and then just kind of floats around over there. Cause right now I think Trent Brown is arguably the most important lineman on, on the team. Not I'm not gonna say arguably. best, but just the most important. So yeah, yeah. I think. But, but he'll be one of those players that kind of produces like a lip, not really, but does. You don't hear about him when you do it's bad. Then he gets shipped off to another team on a big contract because he has like, you know, a good end of his, you know, last season here. Gets shipped off, gets a big contract, never comes sell, back. Sell then, high. Yeah. And then it's kind of just floating around as like a, you know what? His floor is Ted Car- is a poor man's Ted Karras. That's what okay. I think. Yeah, you know, so but like just a, not a journeyman as, lineman who like was serviceable for us. Yeah, yeah, just not quite as good. Someone that like no one will ever think it'll be like who's the first yeah. round pick that played two seasons, um, ranked top five in Pro Football Focus, but then was traded from the team three years later. Yeah. That's it. That's his floor. Um, ceiling, I think David Andrews. Just different okay. different position. I think that yeah. he. He will be not high only, praise, not as high praise, but like still high praise. No, no, no. I because I, I put Matt Light up on a different. He yeah, yeah, he's I mean, like he's, one of your top yeah. ten Patriots. Um, yep. But but yeah, I think David Andrews in the sense that not only is he just really really fucking good, but he's a New England favorite. You yeah. you can't find a person in New England that doesn't like David Andrews. Listening to Cole Strange's um, quotes after the game or after he got drafted, where he was like, he likes to play that mean, gritty type of football. I Love think it. that if if you can be anywhere, at one of the top places to have that way of playing is New England. Because yep. you'll come here and people will just love that. So and I we think- run the shit out of the ball. It really does embody the Boston style too, where it's like grit yep. and grind. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That whole like Edelman type of you know like yeah. gritty. Just we want you just to get try. up. 
rub some dirt in it and just keep yeah. going. So yeah, I think he, Cole, but I, I'm leaning towards he'll pan out towards his ceiling. He'll be a fan favorite. He'll be very, very good. Um, but the caveat too, people will always say he was not worth the first round pick, no matter yeah. how good he is. He that's, could be, that's what I was thinking. He could be a hall of famer and people will still say, ah, yeah, but they could have got person X, Y, and Z. Yeah. guarantee you that probably no matter Especially what if this draft class is. ends up being sick if like one yep. of the you've received one of the corners or, or, was taken any of them yep. yeah yep. a skilled position in front of them ends up being a pro bowl or a hall of yep. fame or a big baller they're like god damn it yeah yeah so i think uh that's what i think for cole strange so i we're both kind of on i think this even happened when he was drafted too regardless of how we felt about where he was drafted we both were relatively high on cole strange yeah um just kind of seeing, you know, how, how he played, where, you know, the talk about him and everything. So despite the first out. round pick, there's not, yeah, there's no real faults with the guy. Nothing he bad. seems like a big baller. Nothing bad about him. Um, so moving on to the second round pick, uh, I'll start this one. Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver out of Baylor floor. Um, what I, what <laughs> his floor, I think he gets cut after the season. <laughs> I think he I, I think he plays I don't know half like he he's a healthy scratch for half the season he has one nice catch in a game that means nothing or a game that's out of reach and people are like oh look how fast he is why doesn't Belichick use him more blah 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 and then he gets cut in the offseason and then people say once again Belichick can't draft receivers um ceiling Deshaun Jackson this was a very easy one for me um I think, and, and I'm talking exactly other than the journeyman aspect of Deshaun Jackson's career. And I know you would like this because I know, I know you get, you know, a little chub chub for Deshaun Jackson. I think everything, in here? everything from the speed to the look of how he runs too. He has that like aggressive type running. I mean, he does have small wrists. I guess that's something you got to look forward to. Or you got to pay attention to, but yeah, I think floor for him, he gets cut next uh, off season ceiling, which I, I, Hope, I hope, law of averages, Belichick has to hit on a receiver at some point. I'm hoping this is the guy. This is the big, deep threat, uh, Tyquan Thornton, a.k.a. Deshaun Jackson. That's so funny because I wrote down Deshaun Jackson, too, and then oh, in my yeah. notes and then deleted it and then put in Brandon Cooks as his ceiling where he's like a speedster kind of. I wouldn't hate Brandon that. Brandon Cooks is too good, but Brandon Cooks is almost too good. Like, I Brandon think he Cooks could be. Is- is really fucking good Perfect. but like he could he he could be like a consistent receiver for years and years for a bunch of different teams like mm-hmm. you know hovering in like the 800 yards range that was my ceiling for him deshaun jackson it's like i i wrote it down but he he's basically god like he can walk on water so i didn't want to give him that high praise but he um, is kind of the another reason i picked him though he is he doesn't get talked about a lot because he is kind of a boomer bust type of guy. Yes. You know, like, I mean, maybe not his early years when he was really all the Eagles had all that stuff, just kind of everything else. It's really like, that, but yeah, he's deep threat. He's there. He he's always a weapon, but there are some games where it's just like, did, did Deshaun Jackson suit up? Like what's going on? Maybe injuries hit him. Cause you know, he is kind of yep. a skinny Deshaun type guy was injured all the time. So that that's, that's one of the reasons I kind of stuck with him. Cause I was looking for fast receivers. I was thinking Percy Harvin, um, things like that. But I just, I think Deshaun Jackson, everything from injuries to just, the speed to the types of plays that he has, I think that's what he's going to be. So 
just had to explain my point a little bit further. Yep. Proceed. No, totally. I, I, I'm basically in the same realm. I, my floor for him is a little higher than yours where it's, he hangs around. We hung on to Nikhil Harry for this many years. I would have cut him after the first year. I don't care about his upside. He was so bad. So bad. With this guy, if they hung around with Nikhil for so long, I think we keep this dude at like three years or so at minimum. But he then he's like, a, again, like a Deshaun Jackson, like we use him in space, end arounds. We send him in motion on a jet on the other side of the field. And there's a flood concept to the left side. And we swing him on a, a wheel route the other side and just kind of take advantage of his speed, get him in space, use him on screens and whatnot. So that was my thing for him, his floor. It's like, He'll come in for he'll, – he'll have, like, five big plays throughout the season, like, a, you know, two 60-plus-yard yep. touchdowns or something like that. And, yeah, that. you know, it'll be, like, exactly what you said. Like, why don't they use them more? And then it'll be, like, because they can't really use them all that much. The only reason he scored on those couple plays is because he's so fast and the defense was caught off guard because he's not in all the time. When he gets in, the defense, mm-hmm. you know, isn't really paying attention to him takes the top off the defense. So at minimum for me, he's a sporadic big play guy that hangs around for a couple of years. And we look back on him even more years from now and go, why didn't we use him all that much? Eh, well, he just didn't have the talent, but when he had those big plays, they were memorable. We'll look fondly on him despite how not great he was. But then again, my ceiling for him, you know, little less than Brandon Cooks, significantly less than Deshaun Jackson, but a speedster wide receiver that hangs around for hopefully a long fucking time and ends up producing big time. Why do you think that tends to happen more? Or it seems like it does with the Patriots where players will, will almost get like an unfair amount of like benefit of the doubt, or it's like, why don't you use this person more? Why don't you plug this person in more? Or, you know, like you'll have a player flash once or something. And it's like, why, you know, why don't you see more of this person in there? And then more often than not, that when that player does get a healthy amount of playing time, the very next week, those same people are like, set them down, put someone else in, blah, blah, blah. It's like, for some reason, people still, and I'm not saying you have to blindly trust the man, but people still second guess every single decision Belichick makes. And I don't yeah. get it. It's almost like fatigue within his own fan base or media. I don't understand that. I but think people are prisoners of moments and it'll be moments that you remember. I'll use this example. Kembrell Tompkins. Everyone loves Kembrell. Ev- Tom- exactly. <laughs> Everyone that I talk to looks fondly on Kembrell Tompkins. Oh, that he catch wasn't. against the Saints. It was unbelievable. The- <laughs> it, it, that's the moment. Everyone will remember that game winning touchdown catch when Brady had was throwing to Austin Colley, Aaron Dobson, him and Edelman. It's like the receiver was at that game. shit. I was at I'm, that game. I'm so jealous. I will forever yep. be jealous. That's fucking phenomenal. Yep. What a game to go to. Mm-hmm. But people will look back on that and be like, man, what happened to him? Why didn't he get more of an opportunity? Why did we cut him? And why did he go to the Raiders and not do anything? Well, he just wasn't that good. He was produced for us because we had nothing. And he had a yep. great play. He took advantage of that moment, made the best of it. But when we got talent, he couldn't separate himself from the talent. We cut him. He went to the Raiders, and he didn't do anything with the Raiders. He just wasn't yeah. that good. But people will remember that game-winning touchdown catch and go, man, he was sick. No, he wasn't sick. He was just pretty good. Yeah, I think I think even – like, people had that thought. I don't remember what team he went to, but Jabbar Gaffney was another one. It was like, you know, when the Patriots got rid of him, it was – I think, yeah, that's the thing. Everybody likes him, but it's like we get too attached to them. And all of a sudden yeah. you said – like, uh, like more recently, Logan Ryan. It was like, oh, the Patriots yep. secondary is going to be 
broken. I can't believe they got rid of Logan Ryan. That same year he went to the Giants, people were like, you got to sit Logan Ryan. He's a liability. Or, or yeah. maybe it was the next year because he, he was still good. But it's like, it's just and now he's on the box. Thing. And it's like, it's not a big signing. Like, he's not going to helm that defense. No, no, it's 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 very strange. I don't know why it, it made me think of that when you said that, you know, like he'll get shipped off and, and yeah. you know, he might do something else over there. But at least the Patriots are predictable that way that we know most of these guys are going to get shipped off at some point. It's a guarantee. probably for some big contracts, too. Yeah. Um. Uh, next one. Round three. Pick 85. Marcus Jones, cornerback out of Houston. Sir, oh. this is all you. This was uh this was a tough one for me, like to really like pick between a floor and a ceiling here, my ceiling. And this is extremely bold. This is max potential. Everything he maxes out. Patrick Peterson, like returns punts, locks it down. I think Patrick Peterson was a five-time pro bowler. I'll give him the nod and say at least three pro bowls or something like that. I'm talking if everything, the heavens align, the planets mm-hmm. align, shine a light on this guy, he balls out. I think he's a Patrick Peterson type where he gets a couple big play returns, big play kicks, and the whole thing. Like We look back very fondly on him in a couple of years ago. That was one of the great Patriots corners for us. That's my ceiling for him. And my floor for him is just – do you remember Cyrus Jones? Yes, I remember Cyrus Jones. That's that's my floor for him. Fucking oh Cyrus God. Jones. That's a, that's a better floor than me. That's a – actually, no, no, it's not. My floor is a better. I don't know. Better, but still. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there is a oh, – no, there Cyrus is a worse floor Jones. than Cyrus Jones. But, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like a – Somebody who's supposed to be sick and had all the potential and the athleticism, ball skills came from. I mean, Jones went to Alabama, so it wasn't as good of a. Uh, Marcus Jones doesn't come from as good of a school, but mm. I don't know. That was the name that stuck out to me. I'm like, man, he. I thought he was going to be so sick, and then he was completely irrelevant. I think he had like one punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, it was, yeah, I don't think it was. It was that great. Um, but Marcus, okay, yeah, that's a that's a good one. So my. My four for Marcus Jones. And it's tell me, tell me what you think of this, of this guy. Now mine's different. Cause you know, Marcus Jones also, they're saying he's a great returner as well. Yeah. Obviously as you know, so I got a couple different things for him there. My floor for him is going to be as a, ret- as a, uh, as a corner Ellis Hobbs. Do you remember Ooh. Ellis Hobbs? Yeah. I brought up that comparison later. Not great, but a lot of good memories, I feel like, because I think he yeah. played on some not great defenses for the no. Patriots, but he was kind of a shining light. He returned kicks here and there, too, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, I don't think he wasn't that great at it. That's not what his. No, I don't, be, though, I don't know why they had him returning kicks, but he did. Nope. Nope. He, yeah. Don't know why. Um, but yeah, Ellis Hobbs, he's going to be my floor, you know, nothing special. Um, again, it'll be one of those Very things people say Belichick did waste a third round pick though. All these players were out there. He got this corner, blah, 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 whatever. He was it is. the starting corner on that 2007 team though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah he, he was, was a starter. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. Um, now for, uh, who is, who is the other guy? The one that, uh, in that 2017, wasn't that the guy who uh, broke up the pass in the end zone to send them oh, to the, uh, Sterling uh, Moore? Sterling Moore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. I think he started opposite of, if I remember correctly. Um, so Marcus Jones, though, now when we're talking about his ceiling, yeah, ceiling as a corner, just very, just a starting corner. 
nothing crazy, just a very good, like a starting corner that, that people will say, you know, he, he, if he's a trade piece, if you need to send him somewhere, he's, you're not going to worry about him. Almost like almost Malcolm Butler esque. Yeah. But not Malcolm Butler, just someone you're going to start out there starting corner. His ceiling though, as a returner, Dante Hall. Do you remember Dante Hall? The human joystick. Yes. Does the tin man have a sheet metal yes. cock? Of course I remember Dante I Hall. think Dante, I think my, everything that I'm seeing, people are talking about this guy. I, I wanted to say Devin Hester, but I was like, that's too. Yeah, that's so that's bold. like comparing someone to God. You mentioned Deshaun Jackson is your God. Yep. Devin Hester is punt return, kick return God. He went to the um, U. Of course he did, because it's the greatest school ever. He but, can't, so, so I love him as well. I'm going to go a step below, because I think Dante Hall was, other than Devin Hester, he's the most electric returner that I've seen. Yeah. Return Josh Cribbs is up there. Too, um, those Josh Cribbs is up me. there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Dante Hall as a returner. Otherwise, he's just going to be a, a plug and play. You don't have to worry about him starting corner. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with Marcus Jones. The first Jones on the I list. I dig it. I dig um, it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. He seems like a versatile, shake and bake kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that he won't ever... He won't ever be this all pro pro bowl corner because he'll be, he'll be worrying a lot about kicking to or kick returns too. It's yeah. one of those things where like normally when you have players that are playing different positions on different sides of the ball, it's tough for them to be, yep. you know, all pros at one position. So oh, yeah. Devin I, Hester wasn't a spectacular wide receiver. Neither was no. Dante Hall. Yeah. But just, they, Josh they didn't do anything. <laughs> No, yeah. not really. He, yeah. Um, next Jones, Jack Jones. I, I hate that name. Uh, Jack Jones, Jack corner Jones. out of Arizona State. Yeah, it's hard to um, fucking root for that name. The, the, <laughs> the floor for me, I think he gets uh, the floor for me. He gets cut before the season. This season. Wow, that's he's had bold. some. He's had, and I don't want to bring up the off the field issues, but it's just one of those things where he seems like the guy you kind of have to rein in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I just see them. It, it's a, it's a crowded room. I know people say that, you know, the Patriots corners, Patriots defensive backs or whatever, but there's a good amount of people there. Um, but yeah, I think his, his four, he gets cut. He's one of the guys cause there's four fourth round picks. So I think maybe they took a flyer on him. Yeah. Um, and then they end up keeping the second two and they get rid of him, but his ceiling, Malcolm Jones. I mean, Malcolm Butler, not Malcolm Jones. Malcolm God, I got Jones okay. on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah Malcolm yeah. Butler in the sense Too that he's Jones, also Cyrus Jones, he's Jack he's Jones. kind of a ball hawk. He'll he'll jump routes a little bit. He might get burned here and there, which Malcolm Butler did a lot his last couple of years here. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think Jack Jones, he'll be more of your Malcolm Butler type where he'll be really good covering. He'll have, you know, a lot of picks, a lot of deflections, stuff like that. But then he'll also give up some big plays because he'll be trying to guess on the road, kind of Asante Samuel-esque but nowhere near that caliber of a player. But yeah. Well, Malcolm Butler. That's a, that's a good one. Cause Malcolm Butler, like the year after he made the Super Bowl pick, he was great. And then mm-hmm. the year after that, he wasn't that great. So it's like no. with corners, it's like, I've always said it on the show. It's such a tough position to be consistent year in and yep. year out. So I can totally see that with this guy where he has like one very solid year. And then mm-hmm. the other one, it's like, uh, like, cause I remember everyone saying, that if you played Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, you know, the year after he had that good year against the Eagles, it would have made all the difference. No, I don't think it I don't would. think so. I think that, that was just 
that was just that. Yeah. People forget Malcolm Butler, even though he had like the most playing time or the most yeah. snaps of anybody on defense, that doesn't mean shit. Like it's because he was he, the longest tenured corner by that point. Exactly. He had to play like, I'm like, it just is what it is. I don't not, that game. I don't even want to talk about that game. There was nothing the Patriots could have done that game other than the win. Maybe Tom Brady dumping the ball off to James White sooner before he got strip sacked. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Cause the, then James White had, takes it for a touchdown. Yeah. James yeah, White yeah. wide open. For yeah. like 15, 20 I mean, yards. But, yeah. you know, that that's neither here nor no, there. No, sweet uh, feed. It's going to that. That's, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, he's probably juking everybody. And then, you know, maybe Tom Brady retires after that. Or maybe he doesn't because that's his thing. I retired. I didn't retire. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Maybe he retires and comes back. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully not. Retire and stay away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, <laughs> next is you. The second fourth round pick. Pierre Strong, running back, South Dakota. Oh, wait. No, I didn't, I didn't give my Jack. Did you not do Jack Jones? No, I did not. Oh my God, there's so, too many Jones. I got confused. Yeah, I know, Marcus seriously. Jones, our Lord and Savior, so, Mac Jones. My floor is not as bad as that. My floor for him is, and maybe this is my personal bias coming out. My floor for him is like Kyle Arrington, like somebody who's on the team for a couple of years, not great by any means, but he he's out there. He's a body. And that's what I have him like middle that. of the road, has trouble against better wide receivers, like, but middle of the road talent. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, out of the 60 corners that you rank, like he's like 37 or something like that, or like 42, like toward the end, but he, he does the job. He's not terrible. So it's like, that's what I had him. And then my ceiling, I saw a lot of the uh, Patriots media and whatnot saying like his rookie year, he's going to get playing time, like Alfonso Dennard esque playing time where he plays like 80% of the snaps. And I was like, you know, like, Overall, it's Wouldn't not a bad. bad comparison, no. But as a career, I took the Ellis Hobbs comparison mm-hmm. for him, where he's like, maybe he is a starting or a nickel corner for us for mm-hmm. a couple championship runs, and he just does okay. You know, he's he's not a huge weakness. He's certainly not a strength. He's just out there. He covers. He does his job. So that was my ceiling for him. I don't project any superstarness coming from him. A lot of guys say he's this incredible ball hawk. I'm not seeing that. But, again, it's yep. – it's the off season of his rookie year. So I'm taking shots in the dark here from what I see against subpar college talent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I I think that's a good thing for him. That, that kind of seems like everybody's saying he's a ball Hawks. That's why I picked Malcolm Butler. Cause it's like, I don't, I think, I don't know if he's a ball Hawk. I think he just guesses. Yeah. Right. A lot. You know, like like ball hawks to me are more of like your like like more of your Asante Samuels who like yeah. they do guess a lot, but they do they're also just ball ball but, ball. Like, yeah, but they win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because exactly. you can be a Trayvon Diggs who guessed a ton this year and had a ton of picks, but he was also infamous for letting up big Arm. plays. Yeah, well, he he, he cough, let up the cough, big play Malcolm, or Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, to Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I think it was the play after it wasn't the, even they close just scored. To him. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. They tried to blame it on the safety. It's like, no, because he had a pick was, six. This was you. Yeah, yeah. He had a pick this six and brought it back for a touchdown. And then oh, it was like the first God. play. He's yeah. hyped up. He's like, I just got a pick six. Bang, over the top. It's like, dude. Get out yeah, of so Get that's out. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. No, dumb, 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 dumb. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. So, OK, I think we're we're kind of on the same page so far. I feel like the second but half Jack of this, Jones, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think Jack Jones for us is kind of the same. It's like like people say he's this ball hawk unless he yeah. consistently is this, you know, turnover machine, whatever. I think yeah. he's he's gonna be like an Ellis Hobbs type of a type of a just guy. somebody who's there. 
which I mean, for a fourth round pick, I mean, it is is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I don't hate that. Um, All right. Now we go to you, Pierre Strong, running back, South Dakota State. My floor for him is he sticks around for two years or so, but never really finds a role for a team and fizzles out after his tenure with the Patriots. He'll be on a couple mm-hmm. practice squads on a couple pre in a couple preseason games for other teams, but he never really finds a role for himself and he ends up out of the league in, you know, three, four years most. Um, he just seems like one of those guys where he's not a priority back. Uh, he's no Ramondre Stevenson, even though he came in and completely blew away expectations. I still don't see any of him and Ramondre and uh, my ceiling for him is just a steady eight year pro. Like if somebody finds a role for him and he gets used in a couple different teams where they're like, we're going to use you as a change of pace, like a big play speedy uh, running back kind of guy. They said his 40, the Patriots haven't had a running back with as fast of a 40 yard time is this guy since Danny Woodhead. And I was like, yep. I was trying to remember, like he didn't really break away big runs, but we didn't really give him the opportunity to either. He was no. mostly a pass catcher. So it's like, if you run the ball with this guy, he'll break away a couple of them. If teams take advantage of that, he could carve out like an eight year career and people can look at him and be like, Hey, remember that guy? Like he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see that. Um, for, for me with him, I think the floor very similar to um, to to some other guys I'm going to be naming on here. I think he doesn't really play that much his first year. His second year he gets cut. Um, I, yeah. I think it's just a, it's a it's a crowd not a crowded room but a it is full, a crowded room a full room on at a position that Belichick does not value as much as other people might. So oh, I yeah. just I don't. I don't think, I, I don't think, I hope that's not going to happen. I mean, obviously I don't want that to happen with any of these picks, but I think that's his floor. Doesn't play that much his first year, whether may, I don't know, maybe he gets uh, like, maybe he gets some playing time due to injuries, but other, barring injuries, I don't think he plays that much. I think he gets, he gets cut uh, after this season, his ceiling, Lawrence Maroney. Ooh, I love that. So like but, a perennial hall of famer. Kinda no, 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 not uh, the the realistic Lawrence Maroney, not not your not your view of Lawrence Maroney, the Lawrence Maroney that had potential, but he just he never seemed to to get to that level of his potential because uh, everything that I saw about him was that he he's good, he can he can make cuts, he can do this stuff, but he tends to the word I kept seeing, he tends to overthink it. And then he yeah. ends up kind of like getting stuck in the backfield, which if you, you remember Lawrence Maroney, Lawrence Maroney kind of danced a little bit. He was more of your East and West runner and say you're North and South um, with this guy. They say when he gets North and South, he's great, but it's just kind of getting to that point. Sometimes he gets a little in his own head. So I think that his ceiling is, is Lawrence Maroney. And I am good ceiling to me. Don't mean that in the best way. That's kind I of how I, I don't know any other way to take it. Yeah, well, you, you and you and Lawrence Maroney are are like your your weird love for Cam Newton. Um, Makes perfect sense. The the third fourth round pick for the Patriots, Bailey Zappi, QB out of Western Kentucky. 
his floor. I'll go first, I guess. Um, is, his floor is a perennial backup that really never ever sees the starting. No, you know what? His floor is a backup for almost his entire career until he goes to the Browns and starts for a few games. And yep. he wins. He he like beats the Chiefs in like one early season. Has like game. one memorable moment. And that's his thing. And he makes like some crazy run for a first down. And like he gets up and hypes the crowd up, all that stuff. Yeah. And then like, you know, the next game he throws four picks and gets pulled at halftime. Um, yep. I think that's his floor. His ceiling. I almost want to say his ceiling is the same as his floor. Um, his his ceiling <laughs> is is maybe he goes to a team and starts for a year, and is more of like your your change of pace guy because I guess he he's kind of quick. He can run too, I guess. So I don't know. I I have I have zero zero hopes for him. Um, I think he's a backup here. He finishes his rookie his uh, rookie contract here gets sent somewhere, like I said, uh, the Browns or something, maybe starts a game, beats a big team, um, gets a contract to play somewhere else, never really materializes. I say his ceiling, a poor man's Matt Castle. Okay. Yeah. Just See, like I thought without, about putting without Matt Castle on here too, but I, yeah, exactly. I couldn't do it without the success. Like when I think mm. of Matt Castle, that's, that's about as good of a backup as it gets for me. I love the guy. Love him, love him, love him. I would start him for my franchise tomorrow. If need no, be. yeah, but, nothing, nothing bad to say. Yeah. But I'm not doing that with Bailey Zappi. That's just not like, he doesn't strike me as that guy. No. So no. for him, my floor was like a gadget guy who sticks around for his, like the length of his Patriots conf tracked and then is out of the league like no one yep. else really picks him up no one else gives him a consideration he might not even get much of a backup role with the patriots if we're being completely honest brian hoyer could stay with us throughout his entire patriots tenure and this dude would never see the field uh brian hoyer's sure brian still here hoyer's immortal. <laughs> so... yep, i'm pretty sure he's immortal so he's not retiring anytime soon i think uh in friggin Oh no, we got rid of Jared Stidham, right? Thank God. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so that makes it a little better. Yep. Thank Christ. Yeah, he's on the Raiders now. Fuck him. Um. So yeah, no, I, I don't even think that he has much of a chance to see the field, even with us. Um, Practice so that's my quarterback. Floor. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, basically out of the league right quick. Yeah. Uh, my ceiling for him, though, and this is an oddball name. This is like going way back uh, to 2002, 2003. I think he was on the Patriots for two years. Let me pull up his stats. But Damon Heward, do you remember yep. him? Yep. yep. So that's my ceiling for him, where he's a backup that no one fucking remembers, apparently, except for me. Damon Heward ended up starting. I got the stats in front of me now. He didn't start shit. In his first couple of years, he had five starts with Miami in his second year, one in his third year with Miami, none with the Patriots. And then he went to Kansas City and he started eight games. OK, I was going to say, I thought he went to Kansas that. City. Yeah. And then that's when he started unspectacular numbers. He had uh, actually his first year at Kansas City he had 11 tubs and one pick so he must have got hurt after those eight games but then there was um his second year where it was 11 tubs and 13 picks and it all falls apart <laughs> like i could see it <laughs> we're like same touchdown production just completely shits the bed in the interception department i don't know what changed in that year but that's my ceiling for him where he's like a, a 
con- truly a backup. Like this guy is a backup in every sense of the word. The only reason he started for Kansas City was that team was fucking dog shit. So yep. they just threw him in there, you know, go fuck some shit up for us. Give us that first overall pick. Some team, if they're trying to tank, they throw in Bailey Zappi. They're like, he was on the Patriots. Maybe he can do something for us. No, no, he can't doesn't do much so my ceiling for him is not very high if, if your ceiling you're being compared to damon heward there's a, a not doesn't instill confidence and that's your ceiling like that's the, yeah that's your <laughs> that max potential your... max if everything goes right for him you are damon heward go fuck it up my if man. the stars align you will yeah. start eight games for a dog shit <laughs> team how's that sound sir but guess what you will still get paid handsomely so yeah i think like i said i think a backup quarterback, quarterback's the best job in the world best job in the, i was just gonna say it. yep best job <laughs> the in the alex world. moran position hardly ever have to play when you do no one no real expectations no yeah. if you do anything in fact, they have well, negative expectations they're like exa- this is going to be terrible <laughs> if you even it just one good quarter people you can you can have an entire career based upon one good game as a backup because yeah. you come in, people are like, oh, yeah. ah, but he did have that one good game against the Titans. touchdown against the Jaguars. And yeah, like, oh, you know, where God. he brought, where he brought whatever the Browns back to beat the Titans in overtime. He, he has the skill. Have you seen? He's, he's got a pretty ball. That's what people will say. He has a yep. pretty spiral. He, Damn, he, does. He, he can throw a pretty spiral and then that's it. Yep. And then you get, you know, a couple mil a year and you're good to go. Uh, love that. Love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it with him. Uh, Kevin Harris, (laughs) Kevin Harris, is this you? Yes. Uh, no, it's you. It's me. Okay. Um, I think it is. Did I fuck that up? Probably just, yeah, your turn. You take the reins. Yeah. Yeah. Either way I'll go. Um, Kevin Harris. I, uh, okay. Kevin Harris for me. His his floor, he is more of your lesser man's Danny Woodhead, where okay. he he stays on the team for a while. He produces. He he, he can catch. He's a solid a solid uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, I think if he can pick up, if he can learn how to block, that's like the big thing for the Patriots. So, but I think he'll be a poor man's Danny Woodhead. Uh, he won't be like a fan favorite or anything like that at all. Um, but I don't think he'll like, I, I don't think fans will dislike him. I don't think he'll have any real headlines. I think he'll just be one of those guys that's in there. Maybe third down makes a couple good catches, just kind of does this thing, nothing crazy. And then he doesn't even last his full rookie year. Cause he gets traded in his yeah. third year with the team, fourth year with the team or something like that. Um, his, his ceiling though, his ceiling, and I saw this before. I was thinking about it, kind of reading about it, and then I saw it there, and I was like, ah, well, I'm still going to say anyways. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Ooh, Hyde. Okay. Yes. Okay. Carlos Hyde. Now that's um, a name. Very, very solid player. He can catch out of the backfield. He can run. He can he can pass. He, he can do pretty much everything. He's kind yeah. of your, your full service back. Third down, totally. blocking, whatever you need him to do. He's good in fantasy, too, which is good. He'll always have um, a job. Uh, what I will say, I think Kevin Harris is going to be the better of the two running backs that the Patriots drafted, which is funny because he's, yeah. he's in the sixth round. Uh, Pierre Strong is in the fourth round. Um, I don't know. I just I, I maybe maybe I'm still under the Damian Harris spell and I just see Harris as his last name. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, like I just I 
just think that he's going to be on that same trajectory. But no, I think Kevin Harris stays. I, in my hot take, I think Kevin Harris gets that all, all important, very rare second running back contract from the Patriots. Ooh. I don't think it's a great one, but I think he, I think he gets that second. But he contract. does. Yes. Doesn't yep. happen all that often. So that's, nope. that's bold. That's, nope, it uh, does not. I think he will talk. eventually, he will eventually be, a part of a trio of backs with Ramondre Stevenson, Kevin Harris, and then we don't know who the third guy is because that'll be after James White leaves and Damian Harris Which leaves. Is a time I can't even process that. That's going to be a horrible be so episode. Upset. It will horrible That'll episode when that happens, dude. Pete, everyone, our viewers are going to think like one of our best friends died. Like it's going to be fucking brutal, horrendous, horrendous yeah. episode. But yeah, that, that's my see. thoughts on my thoughts on Kevin Harris. I think I, I do have somewhat high hopes for for. Kevin, don't call me Damian Harris. Okay. So let me preface with this. Have you seen his calves? His calves? No. I feel like, let me look. Why, he got big calves? They're gigantic. They're enormous. and they're I can supple. see him in plays. They're trim. Mm. They're trim. They are uh, exceptional oh God, He's calves. got like... He's got uh, like Michael Turner, like big, yeah. big giant calves there. Okay, elephant right. tusks. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I, th- that's why I'm thing. prefacing with this. I also, I know you really only see me from the nipples up, but when you eventually meet me in person, I also have immaculate calves. Uh, any girl that I've ever dated ever, my favorite feature of theirs, it's always my nipples and my calves, and they usually vast majority lean toward the calves. The calves are fantastic bullets bouncing off superman's skin has nothing on my calves i could lift a car off a baby with my calves so you're not just gonna you're not just going to move uh past that so you said your their favorite after their favorite things from you are your nipples or your calves yes that's those what are they... their favorite features that's what keeps them around like okay once you know because when i date a girl i date for a long time so once like you know, you your the romance settles and like, you know, we get into the swing of you, you're you, you're a married man. You've been with your girlfriend or wife for as long as I can imagine. It's a really long fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like 14 years. Yep. OK. Yep. So exactly. So probably yep. around like, you know, year eight, like things are stagnant. You're just you're paddling forward at this point. Like there's nothing new to really learn about each other. So with my girlfriends there, it's like. What keeps them with me? It's my exceptional calves and my supple, almost Hershey kiss like nipples. That's what I want to ask. I was more actually I'm I'm fascinated by by the nipples and the calves. Is it is it the is it the the length of the nipples, the girth? Is it the, so it's the no, feel. it's 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 everything. No, it's the it's the whole package. The, per, the perfect size. They're not bumpy. They're not, you know, the, I don't grow obscene hair. I, you got to watch out for the bumpy. Them. Yeah, yep, it's very weird. Exactly. You get like weird, like, like almost like spiky bumps on them. Yeah, it's, it's very exactly. Old, not, it, not spiky, I, but kind of. Spiky. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks freaky. It looks like they're a cactus, but no, nope, mine are perfect. They're That's the word supple. for it. Yeah. Okay. And, and they're like proportionate because I'll say, so, you yeah, know, since we're in the trust tree here, no one's, no one's listening to this. Um, no. I have extraordinary extraordinarily small ones like they're not proportionate Ooh. to my body like i have like yeah. a five-year-old's nipples so when you take your shirt off people are like they don't until i bring attention to it and then it's like mm, you know like what? Yeah. yeah and then they can cover it with a quarter nipples. and they're like oh my god like you don't even no need nipple. a quarter straight up you don't need a, a nickel shit. probably probably wow. a nickel yeah Damn. yeah maybe yeah see, maybe maybe to start terrifying. the season we'll do we'll do a nipple reveal um, that'd be cool. Week one. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be depending cool. On yeah, the, that'd be depending cool. Depending on yeah. the, the fan. The, 
depending yeah, on okay, the, fan, cool. the fan hype um, around our nipples. Yeah, yeah very small, like, uh, like you know, like Tic Tac, uh, even smaller than a Tic Tac. It's very, wow. it's alarming when I think about it. Like if, yeah. if I were to breastfeed, my child would starve. Yeah, there would be, be no. He wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, be, he'd, he'd see him be like, "What do you want me to do with that? Where do you?" It's like if somebody's <laughs> drinking out of a beer, but like the little opening isn't good enough for them, so they bite the top off the can. That's yeah. what the baby would have to do: yep. just fucking rip off the top and hope that the, yep. the milk just spews out. And yeah, just hope no, it does, yeah. Because I don't know. And, and then calves. I'm with you with calves, though. I have. I, I got my mom's calves. Extraordinary calves. Beautiful. You have. You have good Mama ones as well. Dipping them down. Good. Yeah, they're, oh, they're yeah. genetic. My brother's got some good ones too, but mine are just immaculate. Like perfect definition. The way the sun hits them, it reflects. It's oh, like with like the calves are a big thing. See, people don't say it until you see like good, not like weirdly like muscular weird calves where it's like that because you know they can be like too much sometimes. But like when you see like a good pair of calves that you're kind of like okay yeah like, oh yeah then you start getting you look at your own like i gotta i, I gotta, show up with I the zip off work. cargo pants and turn those into cargo Ooh. shorts get them going every time it's magic oh you know you gotta you gotta zip them a little bit and then pull them off yep. like the nba pants and oh, be like oh check these out i'll like ladies. unzip the back first and like pull it down so they get a little back definition and then like kind of, it's a tease a little bit and then i bring them down fucking maybe the, uh, maybe spill maybe spill a little water on it be like oh my yep. god i can't believe this happened you know how like girl with like dribble the white it's like, mouth, like put some water in my mouth and- yeah it's like oh no let me let me just wipe this off oh did you yeah. happen to throw them throw if to I see massage the calves like i'll get calf cramps and have to like massage them and i'll be in severe pain basically on the brink of death yeah and they'll just be like it's like oh my goodness How, just yeah. please do not tell me you have great nipples otherwise i'm in that, that's what they say that's what <laughs> like, they say right? get married they basically you wanna... want to marry me on the spot it, it's ridiculous it, it's a huge burden but so i preface that with saying this dude has great calves i have great oh, Kevin calves, Harris. yes so I, I like this guy a lot okay Good. his floor to me unfortunately to no fault of his own Injuries derail his career, and he's mm-hmm. cut next preseason. They just cut their losses with him and say, hey, this isn't worth it. Like, maybe not next preseason because there's not much expectation for him with a loaded, like like you said, the backfield's crowded. It's crowded like a Pitbull concert in Miami crowded. Yeah. So, like, wall-to-wall, shoulder-to-shoulder. So, like, there's not much expectation right now, but, like, next year. Or if, if they try and give him a chance. I could totally see he had injury problems in college. Mm-hmm. They could just derail. And these injuries, like I'm not going to get into it right now. They're those lingering injuries that make us worry, like Devontae Parker injuries, where like, all right, how much is this guy going to play? That's what I see as Flores. He's got talent, but injuries. We've seen stars bounce from the league for injuries. Uh, you know, a, what is he, a six-round pick? He's, yeah. They'll cut him with no problem. So yeah. that's unfortunately his floor for me. His ceiling, like a short to mid-range back for years to come, like somebody who we bruise through the middle of the line. Like he's got tremendous build. He is significantly bigger, stronger, more jacked, more defined than Pierre Strong, who's like an inch taller than him. He is shredded. So somebody like that, just fall forward, push him through the line. Kind of, it's kind of strange that I feel like we have higher hopes for him as opposed to so I, I, maybe Pierre Strong is more of your like boomer bus guy. I don't know. It's it's weird, but yeah, I think Kevin Harris though. Yeah, I like I like those. Um, I like. I mean, I didn't know about his calves. If I knew about the calves, I would have. I probably would have yeah. got that. I I would have bumped yeah. him up. That's something I look at. 
like every athlete that I like if, if I I'm it. looking at pre-draft scouting, I'm like, all right, we start with the calves and move our way up, work your way up to the nipples. I get it. I yeah. understand. All right. H- have you Criteria seen nipples? Do we know? I, f- no, I don't think we've yet. seen. No, no, no. I, I've well, DM'd then. him on Instagram a couple of times asking for nipple pics. He hasn't got back to me yet. Um, well, then I feel like our, our research is incomplete. We can't really make a full, no. a full but assessment on I, it. I've been persistent. It's been the last couple of weeks. Eventually he'll say yes. He's, he's got at least just a year wear him down. Patriots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got at least a year. I don't think he gets cut in the preseason. He's got a year. I will chip away at a 17 game season. It's a long season. I will chip away at his spirit. His reserve can't hold up forever. I'm getting to those nipples, Kevin. I'm getting am, to those I nipples. I'm gonna see I, eventually I'm going to have to start threatening him. Like I will find, I will see these. I will fucking <laughs> mount a sniper scope yeah, miles away outside your window and look through that to find these nipples. I will. <laughs> He's going to be walking around like the rest of his New England career, just completely <laughs> paranoid, just anxious as all hell. Looking like over every shoulder. Liam, if someone bumps into him. <laughs> like, swimming what? What? swimming in pools with duct tape over his nipples. A little pasties on and shit. Um, okay, so a, a lot more a, a lot more nipple talk than I thought we'd have. To. I figured we'd have a little nipple talk on the episode, yeah. but not. That's a lot. It got out of hand. Um Next, uh, Sam Roberts, this is you, sixth-round pick, 200th pick of the draft for the Patriots. Uh, defensive tackle, Northwest Missouri State University. Missouri. Northwest Missouri State University. Um, what you got? My floor for him is he gets cut in the preseason. This is uh, last week of preseason cuts. He's out of here. And my ceiling for him is a career special team stock. So somebody mm-hmm. who's like a Matthew Slater type, although at a different position. We talked about his immense field goal and PAT blocking potential. And if that actually comes to fruition, that's unbelievable. That changes games. I think he hangs around. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, kind of, kind of a good, a good, uh, a good value to him. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, he's a six round pick. So I mean, like, what do you, what do you, what are you going to really say yep. about exactly. him? Um, kind of what I would, kind of what I would say too. What I will say though, I think he will be the Ted Care, and I know I brought up his name. He will be the Ted Karras of defensive tackles, where he'll be kind of a backup here for the most part. Won't start that much, but he'll go other places, and like people will see his value, and then he might end up being a starter somewhere else. But yeah. Like he'll start for the Redskins for like four years or something. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be something like that. Now I think that's his ceiling, his floor. I think that he, he gets injured this, this year. I think he doesn't play next year. Then he gets cut. I think it's, you know, with these guys, I think they do take flyers on them at the end. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's, there's not much. Didn't spend much to get him. So it's easy to cut him. No. Now uh, these last two, Chasen Hines and Andrew Stuber, um, somewhat breaking news. An hour ago, Mike Reese tweeted, Patriots offensive lineman Chasen Hines and Andrew Stuber have been placed on the active non-football injury list. This means they aren't ready to practice. They can come off at any time. What I think this means, both of these guys, I think your your ceiling. Actually, you know what? I'll start with Chasen Hines because maybe maybe we'll do them differently. Jason yeah. Hines, your center from LSU, at best, at best, I don't know how else to put this. He is, he's like your, he, he's like your leftover food in the fridge that has gone bad. 
or almost got like you don't know if it's, it's gone on that, but you, but you, you have still to Google it. eat it. Yeah, and it's like ah, that wasn't horrible, but like I probably shouldn't eat it again because it'll get sick. <laughs> AKA, let me just do that to where it is on the field. He'll have one good game in his yeah. entire yeah. career. And then I think he'll be one of the guys who maybe has a three-year career and then is just out of the league. Out of the league. Yeah. Like, For both of, both of these guys, I kind of have the same opinion where it's like yeah. these late flyer offensive linemen. So I'll, I'll take them both out in one go here. Where it's like my floor is like they don't even make the team. Like they, they don't have yeah. – even though we are deficient in offensive line help, like they'll hang around maybe this year. And then they'll eventually be gone when we actually sign some linemen and free agency and whatnot. Yeah. I my ceiling for them is like I guess like Isaiah Wynn, like like somebody who isn't a starter. That's a high but will, ceiling. Yeah, but it, uh, is it Wynn who I'm thinking of? Like who's a normally a backup, but then he starts for us when we need him to. That's not Wynn, is it? Who's no no on Wenu on Wenu. That's it. When he's usually a backup, but he started most of this year because we needed him to. That's what I see for these guys. Or it's like hell. Like the Bengals went to the Super Bowl with the shittiest offensive line I've ever fucking seen. So it's yeah. like these guys could start. They very well could start. Like other, uh, there are worse offensive linemen that started longer mm-hmm. games and went to the Super Bowl. So it's like these guys very well could start. But I see them as like career backups who, if they start, it's they're pushed into the starting lineup out of necessity. And they do yeah. only okay. I mean, a sixth and seventh round pick, they're already on the, you know, non-football injured reserve. Like that's yep. not a great start. Not a great start. And, no. <laughs> you kind of see from like, I think it was like a year ago, I looked at all the Patriots draft picks because I was writing something about it. And it seems like all the ones who have this type of a start, they just, they're either out of football in the next couple of years, but at the very least they're off the Patriots. So yeah. I don't know. I think maybe Andrew Stuber, the uh, offensive tackle from Michigan, I think maybe Dallas picks him up because maybe they think that they can put him into, they can make him some great offensive lineman. But I think, yeah, I think they both, they're both just leftover food. It's kind of one of those yeah. things where like you, you keep them in the fridge. Cause you're like, Oh no, I'm going to eat this the next day. Yep. Next day Eventually. comes, you don't eat it. The next day comes, you're like, Oh shit, I yep. forgot. I had that leftover stir fry in the fridge. And then, you know, four days go by and you're like, ah, there's a little mold on it, but I'll Fuck. scrape it off. And, like, I really got to eat this shit. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things yep. where it's like, you know, I got to play them maybe once. Cause I did draft them or do something, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, these guys, there's are, obligation. These, these guys are nothing. Um, out of all of the rookies here, who do you have the highest hopes for? Now it doesn't mean like, who do you think is going to necessarily, uh, Play the bet. Just who do you think is going to be the most successful on the Patriots? Big question. Because you know when people get traded, sometimes they have success elsewhere. So out of everybody we just list, all of them, who do you think? So everything in my body screams pick Cole Strange because it's mm-hmm. a safe bet. But I'm mm-hmm. a gambling man. I am. I'm in it to win it. I'm not in it to play safe. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. So with this one, like my highest expectations for him, it's Marcus Jones. Like I truly think this dude mm. can end up being a big baller, a big hitter, a punt returner, a pro bowler, one of those guys that headlines are secondary. That's my expectation. I, the more film I watch on this guy, the more I fall in love with him. I need to see him in a Patriots uniform to really solidify this opinion. I'm psyched. I'm going to training camp. I'll have my eyes peeled on this guy. 
But as of right now, good pick. I really think this guy can be a big baller. It's a good, but he's got a solid name too. Like I, I can see people saying that name, like on TV, like you know Marcus yeah. Jones, and you know Marcus, Marcus Jones, Jones. Marcus Jones, yeah. Like I don't know something, maybe yeah. they, they do some sort of MJ thing in there too with Marcus yeah. Jones. I don't know. I don't know. Anything. Not yeah, something like that. His last name being Jones too. I just think that one of yeah. the Jones is gonna play is gonna pan out. Like you said, Cole Strange would be the easy answer. And I almost did pick him because it's like, I mean, I do think he's going to have a really good Patriots career. My guy, though, Tyquan Thornton. I think this is the draft where where the the curse of the Patriot drafted receiver ends. And I think this guy has a really, really good Patriots career. Like, really good. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think that like like to the point where if it comes down to it, I think that they choose him. They give him a contract over Jacoby Myers or over something like that. Like, I think that he is going to be the 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 shining, the shining star in a sea of shit that of that is wide receivers that Belichick drafted. Is there anything in particular that? you've seen from him that makes you think this his speed his speed so i think yeah. that we haven't seen that type of speed in in yeah. a patriots offense so i think maybe so like how i see his career going to start his patriots career he's fast so he's going to run by people at first so i think that's going to kind of make up for other things so while he's running by people he's going to learn how to actually run routes he's going to learn you know hand positions you know arm checking things like that kind of beating people off the line so i think once his once he gets that down, if he keeps the speed in, which he should for the next few years at least, yep. I, I just think that he will put it all together. And I think that's what's going to help him out. As long as he does take to, you know, the the learning and teaching and all that fun stuff. But I just feel like we haven't seen a receiver with with this kind of speed on the Patriots since Brandon Cooks, and he's faster than Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So it's it's kind of one of those things where I, I want to see it. He's young. Mac Jones is young. Maybe they form some sort of bond. I don't know. Um, Tyquan Thornton is out there working out with um, all the receivers right now, or he was when they were out there, Devontae Parker, all them um, with Mac Jones. So I don't know. Just you, you get the young duo. Um, I just want to see it. I wanted to see speed on this team. And that's really what they did. They drafted like the fastest draft class they've ever drafted, like on average overall. So I think that's it. I just law of averages, man. One of these, one of these receivers has to hit one of them. You'd think they have to, they have to, right? They have to, please tell me they have to, someone has to, <laughs> tell like, me. Please. I don't know. Well, it just it has to hit. It has to. For my bust potential, I have Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, you son of a he, bitch. He was my, he was my like the clear cut option here for me. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, the scrawny it. receiver who's got tiny wrist syndrome, gets bumped off his routes, can never play. He's gonna grow into his body. Yeah, you Come think on. his wrists are gonna get bigger? You really think those wrists are getting bigger? You don't catch the ball with your wrists. Catch the ball with your I've, I've seen a couple of people catch the ball with which their are wrists. attached to your wrists. So I don't, yep. I don't know. Yeah. So, I guess you I can't really know. do wrist workouts. My thing with him where it's just like the potential's there, but as a receiver, I don't think he's complete. His route tree is middle mm. of the road. Not bad. It's not great. His uh, 
His footwork's fine, but he doesn't have strength. His speed's exceptional, but John Ross ran the fastest 40-yard time, and he sucks. And he's not, <laughs> Absolutely yeah. sucks. Trash. So it's yeah. like – and maybe he was just underutilized because he went to a bunch of shit teams. But with this guy – I think it's another long line of Patriots wide receiver failures here. And I hate to say it because I'd love for him to turn out. I'd love for him to be great. I like that he's already working. Yeah, I see him as a – do you remember Tyquan Underwood? Uh, dude with the same Yes, name. with his hair, with the high top. Yeah, yeah the high the top, right? high top, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, uh, that dude wasn't good. And Bill Belichick cut him like two days before the Super Bowl to sign like a backup punter or some bullshit like that. <laughs> I'd be so pissed, but yeah, like he just, I hope they're, the, they're almost like they're very similar to me. We're like tall, scrawny, like Tyquan Underwood played on the Buccaneers and did okay. And then he went to the Patriots and didn't do shit. Cause he's not yeah. that good of a receiver. So it's like with Thornton here, it's a similar, I've seen, my point is I've seen this game before. I've seen this movie. I, I see the plot line 20 minutes into this movie where I know how this is going to end. I know exactly what's going to happen and i'm not liking it this is probably a movie i turn off and end up doing some other means of i get that i get that i think this is your m night Shyamalan movie where there's a big twist in the big twist is that holy shit guys taekwon thornton is really good that's what i think the twist is i think that he he puts on some weight puts on some muscle i don't think this is your formula hard time seeing it who's your boss my bus, my bus. I hate to say it. My bus is Cole Strange. I think yep. if I that's that's if, a good one. I if I about had it. to pick, as much as I want him to do well, as good as I think he's going to do, my bust is Cole Strange. I think he in in that doesn't even mean that he's going to be a bad player. I think just in terms of what like expectations. I think that's kind of what what a bust means. Kind of in, you know you base that upon what the expectations are to to an extent. I think everyone thinks that Cole Strange is going to be really good. At the very least, he's going to be a starter. I think he 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 gets beat like halfway through the season. He gets beat out of his job or something. He's a he's a healthy scratch, and then I think he's just he maybe gets traded, gone. Maybe they use some sort of injury designation to get to get out from underneath. I'm trying to think it. if there's like another shit lineman that I could even compare him to, but like no, I, I know what exactly what you mean. Where he just slowly fizzles out, and you're like, yeah, damn, he, like. He started yeah, like kind five of like, games. What happened? Yeah, it's like, kind of like yeah. Remember Cole Strange? He was yeah. he 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 ends up being like the Jonas Gray of the. I will find a way to shoehorn him into every single episode. To be, he'll be like the Jonas Gray of the offensive lineman, where like he has this like really good game where you see he like he he shuts down. Von Miller, something like that. You know, when they play against the Bills, you know, he, yeah. he, you know, you see all the highlights of him going one-on-one with Von Miller, whoever else from the Bills, just shutting him down, shutting him down. And then he just, he just floats Sucks. away. He yeah. just fades off. I don't feel nothing. so good, Mr. Stark. And then, <laughs> yep. And then just, I feel gone. funny. <laughs> Dust. He's out. He's like, I don't want to go too bad. You're leaving. And then he, it and then he's gone. I don't want it to happen. I want everybody to do well, but I think realistically he is going to be the bust. If I had to pick one, um, I will admit the Tyquan Thornton pick is definitely a little pie in the sky, but I just, I, I like it. You're, you're a hopeful optimist. Unlike me. It has to, it, and I think he's Thornton's also playing with Mac Jones who has no, 
he has no real loyalty to anybody, you know, like yep. I mean, he's only played one year with everyone. So he's not going to do the Tom Brady where it's like, you know, he had, he has his trust tree and, you know, he doesn't, you know, veer from that. I think that, you know, Mac Jones, what I, why I also picked that is because I can see Mac Jones kind of being under duress and just chucking it up and Tyquan Thornton, you know, coming down from it or, you know, him outrunning someone to get it or something like that. Um, or, you know, Tyquan Thornton gets beat out for a roster spot by Kristen Wilkerson. So I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. but, um, I do. I do think that Thornton's going to be going to be the guy if I had to pick one that isn't Cole Strange. And I think I, Thornton's going to be a bust. So this I don't is feel good about it. I don't feel yeah. great about it. But if I had to pick, he'd be the one. I do still like the two corners that we have as well. Um, the more I look at this draft class kind of overall before we before we dip out, I I like it for the most part. I mean, as you get down to, you know, the fourth, sixth, seventh round, things like that, I mean, take it or leave it, what's going to happen with them. But I think like your first four picks with Cole Strange, Tyquan Thornton, Marcus, and Jack Jones, I think that's a solid four solid four picks you know i, mean, I think they're not think all gonna a hit. damn good draft i think we're gonna hit on like 60 percent of them which is killer which is great i mean the only the thing that i find hilarious is that going into this everybody including us were like they, they gotta take linebackers in corners they took zero linebackers which i and i know a lot of people were saying that that's kind of that's alarming but i think that should be a vote of confidence as a fan because you're yeah. looking at like belichick feels comfortable with everybody yep. in the room right now, people coming yeah. back. People we have a lot of linebackers on reserve. Just no one knows about them because they're all hurt. And we got Ronnie Parkins back. So Juwan Bentley's back. Your boy Dante Hightower is still floating out there. Oh, be, what do you think happens with Hightower? Do you think he comes back? <sighs> Fuck, I, I don't know no what's going idea. on. I have I don't, absolutely no idea. Like I want to say they re-sign him, like right before, but like we're approaching training camp. Granted, he doesn't need to be at training camp. Like he knows. Is that what he's doing? Is is he doing the veteran thing where he kind of like, just skips out on it's kind of like one of those things. Yeah. We're like, I feel like he's been half in and out the door of his career anyway. So maybe he's like, yeah, just sign me like preseason week one, but I wouldn't hate that. It doesn't look good. Unfortunately, if I had to pick like gun to my head, make a decision, like no one signs it, which I think is fucking crazy. If that is the case, his injury is either much worse than we thought, or there's something something going on. Yeah, because like he's league, he's too yeah, good. He, he's really good. Yeah, yeah he's he's know. too good not to be. So that's what makes me think that it's kind of one of those wink, wink, nod, nod things with the Patriots, where it's like, listen, week four or week three of the preseason, we'll bring you back. You get one week in there plug you right back in. You'll be good to go. Cause I don't think even if he comes back here, I don't think he's going to have, he's going to get as much playing time as he did before. Just age yeah. injuries, all that stuff. So I don't know, maybe, maybe next week he's signed by then. And then we have something okay, to talk about so. them. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah. Do you have any other final thoughts from the rookie class before we get out of here? No, we covered the bases here. That was swift. And we talked about nipples. What more do you need? Talk about nipples and get you, you get, what other podcast do you get nipples, calves, and then pros and cons of players? I don't think I don't think there's yeah. any. So, but there is a huge demographic of people who are interested in that. So we filled that filled that need. 
He filled your hole with our nipples. So, <laughs> that, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was Tuck Rule Takes. So uh, thank you for hanging out with us for a little bit. As always, I am Mike Sullivan, MC Sully, as I'm known in the streets. This is Liam McDade over there with his backwards hat on, tank top. Suns are out, as are the guns. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you back next week when the offseason officially begins. Um, stay safe out there and um, stay frosty. Swift. Sweet feet. Sweet feet.